Welcome to episode 85, I think, probably, of Tactical Crouch. I'm Kick Tripod, joined, of course, by uh, Yiska and Volumel. Overwatch League's going online this week, baby. We're going online. Oh, yeah. Nothing is more convincing that esports needs uh, geolocalized Ooh. leagues than going online, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's got to be like the weirdest thing about this all, right? Because we've spent yeah. the last three years almost discussing about all the advantages mm. of geolocalized tournaments. I don't think ever in the like the cons column, I don't think ever is like, well, what about when people can't play local? And well, what if there's a yeah global pandemic? Well, now we're now now we're there. Now we're answering that question. We're like, oh man, we should just do this online. Yeah, it's way easier. Someone's like the local deity just tells us like, yeah, don't maybe don't. Yeah. How you do that CS:GO stuff, travel around the world if if that doesn't work online, Lego. They're gonna need a pingless internet. That's I mean, Elon need. is working on that. I know. Like Elon is like the. I'm not sure if the satellites will ever be a viable solution, but I think they cut down ping considerably. Mm. And then if you get like the esports tunneling going on, or get your own little, uh, you know, like Ocelot from G2 would be the first one with his own satellite network, wouldn't he? When he's like Probably. an esports billionaire, he seems like the most like, extra. Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely would have yeah. those. It would be branded too, like nobody's nobody can actually see it, but just so that you know that it's yes. G2 yes. when NASA takes a picture of it. You know yep. that it's esports, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're especially gonna not need ping now that we have learned that London, right, is going. Yep. Wait, this that's London public, officially. right? That's public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. that's a tweet. Okay. Uh, that was that was their public. I mean, tweet. They're going. They're moving well. to uh, Seoul. Yeah. And reportedly, Vancouver. Is that that's not. Confirmed that, that is public. Vancouver yeah. confirmed. Yeah. Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver. Vancouver. Wow. <laughs> if they have a bad season, that's what we're calling. <laughs> they it. might be. Vancouver and London both moving to Seoul. Yep. And Joe, we had a little conversation before the the podcast about yeah. this, and uh, it had to do a little bit with the scheduling because Overwatch League rewrote a bunch of the schedule to yeah. account for kind of where teams are going to be situated. And Vancouver specifically was with the West Coast teams, right? And I believe they were in that like West Coast cluster with the LA teams, if and, I remember correctly. And was London East Coast? Were they with yeah. the the East yeah. NA East teams? Yeah, yeah. So they're both going to Seoul now. Mm -hmm. Yep. And your on paper, great. Uh, yeah, on in, in your original hunch was they were going to rewrite the schedule again. Yeah to account for the changes in the regions so that they aren't playing on 200 ping from uh, the Asia South Korea Rivers, to NA South East Korea or to NA yeah. West, and then probably like 300 to NA East, honestly. 
Yes. Possibly, yeah. It's going to be pretty high, but it doesn't look like they're going to be doing that. I mean, the, the story's developing. I'll like yeah. it's obviously, you know, to to kind of double back to to give a little bit of context. Obviously, Iska put out the report not too long ago about these teams moving. Um, when I saw that, immediately my eyebrow raised, and and that's where I started to kind of think on this. And I'm like, this feels very strange. This feels weird. Why is it? Why does this feel very last minute? Hey, why are these teams flying? We're on a global like. Many states, at least in the, in the United States, are locked down. Like, why, why, why are we picking now to travel? Um, I, I see both sides of the fence. Maybe the players and the team itself want to be more local to where they feel comfortable and they can get, you know, proper medical attention. Understandable. Totally get that. Um, but also, maybe, maybe don't fly. I don't know. I, there's obviously no other way to get there. But just feel all of this just feels very weird, very last minute. Um, I don't think that the league itself as a product wants to have teams play on two to 300 ping. I don't, I don't think that's something that anybody's going to want. So I think it's probably in their best interest to try to find a way to reschedule this. If that means delaying further, I guess, but I I don't think that having somebody play a game that's, you know, if we're going to try and keep this remotely competitive, I don't know. I don't think playing on two to 300 ping is, is worth it for anybody. Um, I, then I, then I have to think about like major motivational issues for players. It's like, this doesn't matter. Like, I don't care. Like, why, why would I, why would I try even remotely to play like to play some of these teams when I know that we're just going to lose because we're at just an inherent disadvantage. Like why bother? Um, yeah, I, I, I think this is just a, not a bad idea on paper, but I think you have to, the league has to mold and work with these teams to kind of facilitate them. And I also have to kind of ask them, like, why is this? I don't know. It feels very last minute. It feels like this is not. And the reason why I say it's last minute is because when you look at the schedule and how it's projected, this doesn't seem like it was baked in. It doesn't seem like the league was notified or knew. Maybe the teams didn't know. That's also an up for question that, you know, the franchises wanted to move, you know, back home or where they're more local to. Um it's it's rough it it's again i i give credit to the league it is a logistical nightmare but i think you have to be more pliable yeah i think a lot of these plans were actually conceived a long time ago like there's some parts of that plan that just like already like a week before that plan was set into action so for instance and i'm not 100 on this don't take this as a report or anything if it was a report i would have put it out but let's theoretically say that last week's matches okay. would have, for instance, been planned to be played somewhere in LA with the five teams in Los right. Angeles. Right. I feel like a week in advance, you could have told, told, like, I could have told you that's not going to happen, bro. Like, there's no way that you're allowed to put this many people into an arena in order to organize uh, right. something like this, right? That was... Um, like if, if if for instance that was the reason why that uh, broadcast didn't go ahead, that was would have been um, preventable, I suppose. Of course, there's a plethora of other reasons why it uh, would have been impossible to get next week, uh, last week's matches on the go, right? Mm-hmm. Like from production to whatever, like uh, scheduling with the teams, and it's a it's a tough situation. We gotta cancel stuff. That is what happens, right? I agree with you that it looks a little bit like um, the league is not working in tandem with the the teams necessarily. Um, It could also just be that 
current information just keeps switching and they also re react to the current political climate and what the totally what the actual leaders of the countries are doing in order to minimize the hundred uh, percent the chances right and those gms or like owners teams could just have a a, a different or like a like the feeling that they need to leave the u.s healthcare system in that regard it's also keep in mind and this is also important to consider i think team houses keeping players in team houses currently is reckless because there's no distancing in team houses most of the time sure you, you're at least sleeping with one other person most of the time in the, in the same bedroom yeah. um you have common areas that everyone's using we have already demonstrated this season that like one person gets everyone sick on a team oh even though course. like the the, the outlaws that don't even have a team house they have apartments and right. then they have um a practice uh house so even that is a problem I think the reasonable thing to do right now is have everyone play from their own apartments, hopefully with solid internet structure, play and practice from there. Yep. And I also think it is weird that they are flying now. I'm not sure yeah. if, if my risk calculation comes up with the same conclusion that these teams come up with, which is, is it actually more safe to send my players to Korea where they probably will be quarantined? quarantined. Yeah. Um, for two weeks or whatever, on a plane, or is it more safe to keep them in house where they can just deliver, get delivery Postmates, and just never leave? <laughs> Boober Eats, a hundred percent. Have you heard of Boober Eats? Boober Eats, that's a new one. Boober Future Eats, sponsor of the show, it maybe. A, it was a strip club in Portland that had to close oh, really? down, and rather than like a bunch of people go out on, uh, like go unemployed they uh, ended up opening up like food delivery with uh with strippers sure e exotic okay. dancers and i don't understand the full extent of it but the idea is yeah you you it's it's, it's full, full service no touching like a strip, strip club thing it's like a they bring you food and they uh, oh no so uh, and apparently <laughs> it's, it's like a pretty big deal. Uh, That's my brother-in-law is in Portland. Bizarre. Everybody's talking about it. So. Full service, no touching feels like the most like gray area slogan where it's like, what are we? We don't know. Do you know? No, you don't. I Yeah. So I, and I don't know. Sorry. It's, this is just like a very bizarre Sorry tangent. For anybody who, like, I like uh, it, but it's bizarre for anybody who eats or so anyone who listens with their kids or something. Apologies. Uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, they, they could call Boober Eats as well. Has anyone thought about how the coronavirus is basically hero pools for reality? Dude, I thought like... about that not too long ago. I'm like, this feels like a, like a, a real life patch. It's, it's like, the, like the everyone world has, has been balanced. Yes. Economic, like, I'm so glad I wasn't the only one to think of this. Thank <laughs> God. Like, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever thought of. And I'm so glad you said it first. <laughs> it's like restaurants selling $100 vouchers oh uh, yes, for $75 yes. just yeah. to keep yes. afloat with the cash flow right now. Like, 
everything in the in the economic meta is changing. Mm -hmm. We're trying to bail out these certain players. Just like, oh please, my am uh, um Ameng, please keep him relevant. <laughs> nope, no, you're now in the transport business. You're flying planes, and you also didn't invest in any other stock that but your own, like or like you know, basically mm -hmm. um, these types of considerations. It's it's weird. We we definitely are selecting uh, businesses now based on ingenuity more so than <laughs> lot of, you know, mean, grinding the, out yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The economic meta markets. Yeah, the best marketing for your business right now is just showing how you've adapted to mm. coronavirus. It's, a, it's 100%. the best. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, but to not to not to go full tangent mode. Um, to your knowledge, is good. How many teams would you say are are actually still living in team houses? Because from what Whoa. it felt like on the outside looking in, it felt like more teams were more more leaning towards apartments. I know like a few teams obviously still have to be in team houses or like that's what their their plan was for this season. But just off the top of your head, like more than half, less than half, like where where does that number oh. kind of sit? So I don't know. Okay. I remember for instance at Florida that didn't didn't um Albert say that they were in a team house. I think generally there's a propensity towards it for uh, Korean teams to be in uh, team houses. To be in team houses, right? Um, course, yeah. I th I think London was, but I'm not 100 percent on that, which okay. makes their decision more understandable as well. Sure. Uh, Vancouver had a weird situation, um, but something aching to the same threats. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think generally that's that's a thing. A lot of t teams have practice houses or practice facilities like Envy, but they definitely like an also have their yeah. But okay. like if I'm Envy, I'm not inviting my players to this office now. No, no, no. no letting yeah. them stay in their own apartments, play from there, right? Ho mm -hmm. Hopefully with great internet. So um, yeah, I think this is um, this is a legit legitimate health concern. Of course, keep in oh, mind course, yeah. the logistics of like just. Just keeping people happy outside the country, yep. uh, even though their needs, all of them, of course, but um, like ordering them food and everything like that. Uh, if you have already the apartments, uh, probably that works quite well. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's a problem, most definitely. Um, and that's that's where I kind of have to go with like, yeah, you don't want to be on a flying Petri dish at the moment, 100%, but... Maybe mm. it's worth it to have that kind of comfort to be like, I'm around people I know, I'm around my family, or at least like in within like relative distance to to either see them or like communicate with them on a on a timely fashion because of you know how crazy the yeah. world is at the moment. Um, yeah. that's kind of where my head's at. It's maybe it's worth the risk if the team agrees on it, then yeah. then I guess we're packing up and moving. Yeah. And uh I think maybe. And that's a gamble that has a lot of uh, investment towards it. But maybe teams could have prepared uh, Korean um, visas as soon as uh, that everything like this was happening. Because sure. I think there's a legitimate argument that you could have predicted that um, China and South Korea would deal with this uh, better than other countries do, simply because they already they had like a societal immune system built up from. SARS and stuff like that. They already had the infrastructure of that, like the the contingency plans and everything sure. like that uh, established. And I think 
if we were if we are looking towards organizing homestands at all this year, which is still a wild dream to me, yeah. and I don't think that will happen. But no. if it is happening somewhere, it is probably Korea because no. Korea as a country is already eyeing the possibility of opening schools for instance again they yeah. keep delaying it every every time now it's like delayed until april first they said like beginning of march i think they will keep pushing it back but it's it's like it's not like they are delaying it by flat out two months sure. yeah because they know like this will, right. will be required their testing methods are just so rigid and the entire system just allows for probably bigger events to Sooner. happen maybe then again i wouldn't gamble on on homestands at all no to be perfectly honest and um it's i think we got just got to deal with with online things i don't even think we can have a grand finals this year really Um, at least yeah i i I definitely wouldn't calculate with that happening Hmm. um but then again like i if i'm the overwatch league i'm definitely um sourcing experts on the length of this right like uh, contingency plan uh, possibilities or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. In in general, uh, back to your questions. I think there are still some teams that had this, and it like the teams that also now now are going to Korea. I'm pretty sure that was their situation, which makes it more make more sense. Then, sure. for instance, I, I mean, on paper, it's like why is Seoul not going to Korea? Well, I, I'm not sure what their living accommodations in LA are. Mm. But like if for London and Vancouver to go makes sense based on that information. Right. So I'm not sure if there's anything more, of course, like there's a plethora of things that could be happening, but um, yeah, I I think uh, overall it's so far balances the the regions nicely. I think currently it's six, seven, seven. Um, If you use the Texan teams as jumpers, they are, they are ping is, Pretty oh, so you're saying there could be like switch hitters between yeah. West Coast, uh, East yeah, Coast? Okay. okay. Until they get a gotcha. Midwest Coast. Yeah. Yes, yes. That, like, but their ping to East and West Coast supposedly is pretty much the same. Pretty so similar. whatever they want to, uh, where they want to, or where they are needed, they will be put As in. As a former I Minnesotan, I can, I can attest that yeah. they've generally been pretty similar back in the day. So when you were writing the report, where was your head at? Were you more of the assumption that because these teams are traveling, they're going to have to readapt the schedule or were you like, well, I hope these guys like playing on 200 ping. Um, where, where was, did, I, I did you think about that? Matches, I felt, thought the matches would be canceled. Oh, okay. And I thought also the schedule would be amended. I think there's right. no other way to assure competitive integrity. I hope this, these decisions were made in tandem with the Overwatch League and just as always like our PR rollout is a little bit behind the actual schedule which is always the case and uh, soon we'll have uh, an amended schedule um, that will keep everything like this in mind actually it really helps competitive integrity I think I think for a team like London it's pretty terrible because yeah it's rough if we're looking at the power levels they're probably the second uh, weakest team in that region now other than I would say Chengdu is worse. Sure. Um, while in the Atlantic region, they were definitely like an average team, provably mm-hmm. based yeah. on the t- games they won, right? 100%. So yeah. it's a rough decision for uh, London to take. Um, that's 
of course, that is not, probably for an owner, not a big consideration to take. Like, how am I going to do this season where I have to keep all my players alive as a right? You know, yeah. Like when that's a legitimate concern. But um, yeah, it's uh, we'll see. But I'm, I'm pretty positive about how the new restructuring works. If it actually keeps in this in this way um, for for the rest of the teams, right? And no, no one else is moving around or doing anything or feels forced to do so. 100%. I, I, I think this is a weird time and I, I don't want to like tinfoil hat this too much um, and, and kind of stir the pot when it doesn't really need to be stirred. Um, but I do wonder if there is like this weird pushback from teams where it's like they want freedom to do the things that they kind of want to do and don't want to be restricted by the league. So if they want to move on a moment's notice and they, they need to, they feel like they need to, you know, facilitate here and not there. Like, is, is this kind of a pushback against like league, like rules? Is there, were there rules like for this put in place? Like, obviously we had teams like, like so. Paris, yeah. you know, but, but to, to talk about like, uh, what was it? Paris, like playing from like New Jersey or something like there are mm -hmm. teams that like aren't mm -hmm. specifically located even at the start of the year. Like, mm -hmm. was, was that some sort of rule that, you know, the, the ownership group had to fight against the league for? Like, I don't think is so. this is this pushback? No. OK, well, no, no, I think that fine. that is completely fine simply because they are already confronted with huge travel costs sure. and uh, travel uh, load also for the players, which made it hard. Um, now, toward like the first part of the question was, yeah. like, could that in, be indicating an infighting between league and teams? There are some signals for that, for sure. Like, okay. we, we don't know uh, how it necessarily happens. Maybe, maybe the, the, um, the messaging is not really behind. This is just being decided on a whim. We don't know, yeah. right? Like, that, that that's where I'm totally at. Like, possibility, that, but I don't want to light people, gaslight people up. 100%. And just say, right. like, this is, not, this is currently happening. No, no, no. But is, is, like, there's, there's reasons yeah. to look into it, I would say. It, it's it's very it, it that's why i i kind of looked at it and was like there's no way that they can they're gonna force these these players and this, these these teams these franchises and they're not gonna ruin their product on specific days to play on like 200 300 ping uh, depending on the teams obviously um yeah it, it just feels very weird it feels very last minute um obviously we've debated on competitive integrity and and how the yeah. league or this specific league likes to facilitate that um I don't know it this whole thing is just like very fly by night and i know that this has been an esport that's like we're building the plane as we fly it we're the hot new thing and i get that but this seems like too hot this seems too much too well, much too the little. reason why that is is because owners bought in and bought in with agency therefore right like this is not a top down league where 100%. teams come in and just like whatever they like of course in other leagues there is like, for instance, before LCS became uh, yeah. franchised, teams were still talking to the LCS about rule changes, but it felt more top down. Now teams have actual weights in decisions making and um, actually have some say in certain regards as they should in a franchise league because it's yeah. a common endeavor. And mm -hmm. maybe like this, this requires more creativity and more adaptability to uh, certain requirements that are just not foreseeable based on the tasks or challenges that this league has burdened itself with, right? Like it's mm. 
like we have a unique set of challenges from traveling, from hosting homestands as esports organizations, not dedicated esports uh, tournament organizers, right? Like every team got to do everything. Now every team got to have a media company like they're becoming like huge or rather super versatile yeah. um, companies with so many arms and legs that um, it it has to work somehow together. And if mm -hmm. there's no, like, and there will be ha disharmony, definitely. It's just na the nature of the process. Yep. There's, there will be decisions that uh, will be democratically voted on, I, I suppose, where someone gets shafted based on that. Um, but yeah, in, in, in general, uh, so far from the outside, it doesn't look ridiculous to me because we yeah. got the 677, we got the, um, we got the players' health supposedly in, in best interest. We'll see how um, how that story develops, and then if we still can play Overwatch with everything in the world going on, I think we're doing pretty well. Well, I think I that's agree. a big thing. I think right now, you know, for the Overwatch League, you're you're kind of assuming like a, a damage control role here in the sense of like, mm. how do we a like make sure that we've set up everything that we can for um some level of success obviously it's not going to be as successful as probably what they're projecting but it's like 100 how do we yeah. not get shafted by you know as soon as an overwatch league player is infected by covid19 or uh as soon <laughs> That's a nightmare, yeah. right as soon as uh or a coach or as soon as uh like a, a team stops competing like you're all of a sudden backed into a, a corner and this is a very proactive way to do it yes it's not the most competitive format yes yeah. we're not going to see the most competitive matches here but at this one there is a but with the route the overwatch league is taken there is definitely a season four on the horizon whereas having a player contract COVID 19 or um you know trying to like put business quote unquote business first and like the short term is it, yeah. it, it could be like a, a death toll for, for the league itself. Like that's how 100%. big uh, of a deal this is right now worldwide. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to move on and talk about some of the matches. Yes. And sure. I think what we should probably do is if you're at home right now, quarantined <laughs> like us, it's good to stay healthy. Good. Great way to do that is to uh, race the mayhem. So, True. uh, we're still racing the mayhem here. Katie and I have been doing uh, a lot of like at home workouts. You can see one of my kettlebells down there. I don't think you can see it on the stream, but you can see it in, in discord. We got that. We've been doing our own little workouts and stretches and it's been really great trying to say, obviously it's not as great as being able to go to the gym and having all that equipment, but, um, join us in racing the mayhem though. <laughs> Hopefully the mayhem start playing soon. Otherwise, we'll have to add another team like race the mayhem and Toronto and the and Philly <laughs> and the shock all at yeah. once. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but we are doing that. If you want to take part, doesn't really take any extra work. You just make a commitment that per mayhem win, you're going to achieve X goal. Whether that's some uh, sort of weight loss. We've had some people say weight gain. We've had some people say yeah. adding weight to, you know, bench presses and squats. We've had some people say uh, it's been helping them with like uh, calorie intake or that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, find something healthy that works for you. 
someone at, uh, anonymously uh, contacted me and went like uh, and attached a dating goal to them themselves. Like that's for everyone. Point, sure. They have a week less to finally find a partner or something like that. Well, you know, not exactly I would, that. I, I'm definitely <laughs> censoring what the actual sure, thing sure, was, sure. but yeah. think this. Like, yeah, that's actually, you know, put yourself out there more often. Self. Yeah, I could I yeah. could see that. I like that. Yeah. I like the creativity. I'll, I'll give I'll give respect to that. Yeah. That's good. Start like, some e-dating. Yeah, we've not? been there. Get on World of Warcraft. Right. You know, Be join a guild. Elven Wood Forest. Elven Forest, Definitely yeah. make a female native. Well, you know, not, you know, I think there's a line and we're, we're teetering, teetering that edge. We're getting close to Boober Eats here. <laughs> it's true. Yes. Boober eats yeah. the mayhem. There it is. Uh, well, all right. <laughs> Bit.ly slash race the mayhem. Uh, we do have some cool yes. merch and stuff if you want to be loud and proud about it. But other than that, let's talk about this week. So we do have matches this week. They're all going online. They're starting at 1 a.m. Pacific time, both Saturday and Sunday. And there are six. Right now, there's currently 16 matches scheduled, I believe. Correct. Six, Correct. eight, yep, 16. 16 matches. Um, everything's fluid, guys, right? Like, who knows what some of these teams are doing, traveling back and forth. There's, yeah, and I'll say, uh, I think, um, and my, my and uh, someone else's French is not totally amazing, but we listened to Fefe, and I think he's sort of like speculated that a couple of matches of them won't be happening, considering he's playing against the London Spitfire with the news. Not a not a confirmation, but like you can you can, you can do the one together. plus one, right? That sure. maybe that match isn't happening. Um, and uh, but then again, I almost failed a class because of French, so. Don't sue me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah, so we're going to do our best. We just, just like everything else in Overwatch League, you just kind of assume something's going to happen and use the information you have right now to make those yeah. decisions. <laughs> and that's the Overwatch League way. Uh, so they are starting Saturday and Sunday, starting at 1 a.m. Pacific. Um, the, oh, can we just talk for a second about the san francisco shock championship skin well interestingly when joe said just like subtle g2 branding on uh on satellites my brain was like oh that's about as influ or as as obvious as the uh doomfist skin, skin is for have you for seen the impact when he alts sure it's not even the logo yeah it's like some weird SF like it, I it's, I didn't even know yeah. what it was at first. I had to read like the Reddit comments and I was like, oh, OK, now I see it. But like, yeah, yeah. not great. Not great. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it sort of feels like, you know, when, it when is you watch the last Star Wars and it's like, OK, so how does that happen? How does that happen? And then just like um, uh, what's the what's the director called? J.J. Um, uh, Abrams. Abrams is just like in interviews. Oh yeah, you gotta read. Uh, you gotta read the, um, the book. The 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 lore. Like this is how it works, and it's like no, nah, no, nah, this is not how it works. Show me. Like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I need to see that. Also, what I don't understand legitimately is why does he have violet uh, aspects uh, in like his the purple glow? glow. That doesn't it's, make sense. So here's the thing. It's a really yeah. great skin. 
No, nobody yeah. can argue with me about that. This is a really cool skin. It's a cool yeah. skin. Yeah, you're wrong yeah. if you disagree. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's not a San Francisco. Like, I would. Yeah. Like Winston is very obviously. Yes. Uh, London. Yeah. London Spitfire. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. I would even go as far as to say that Jonax is very obviously like Jonax, especially if mm. you like follow. Yeah. Yeah. If you know, it's about a bit the... more of a stretch, but sure. Yeah, I would agree. Nothing yeah. that ties, I think, no. Doomfist Zero. to the shock, except for Sinatra playing Doomfist a lot. Yeah. It's also just just about the Jonax skin. It's just so much harder to, you know, essentialize what a player is about because a player doesn't have a logo. A player doesn't have yeah. You know, like color themes or whatever. Like a team is on paper a lot easier to transport onto a skin than a player necessarily. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. not not a good celebratory skin. Great skin though. Good skin. Great. Put that. I'm in not my, saying celebration. Put that in my summer games. I don't care or whatever. The it looked like a Halloween skin. Like I was like, that's a great. Oh, is this like a preview for the Halloween oh, yeah, skin? Halloween would be a good one. Like, is this like a golem doomfist? Like he's a rock uh. monster, like from the Black Lagoon or something? Like, oh, cool, nice. And and then it's like San Francisco Shock 2019 victory. I'm like, huh? In my favorite, my favorite like subtle jab was I think one of the uh, Soul Dynasty like GMs. I don't know who it was. Somebody in like upper management was like, that's a great skin, guys. But maybe next time we could not use our skin, our, our team colors for your. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up yeah, with yeah. that? You know, like maybe yeah, maybe yeah, give yeah. us some credit here. Yeah, that, that was pretty cheeky. I like that. And yeah, it, it was it was pretty spot on. So, yeah, uh, I'd like to see that amended. Yeah, I'd like to see that changed. Um, but yeah, great skin. Also, I I. I wonder about the selection of Doomfist. Was he really, really? that influential towards the playoff well, season? Like, I, I, I think it was kind of like the... You had Sinatra's MVP. You had all that. Like, that was like... And, and again, as somebody who probably represents the more casual fan mm. on the podcast, right? Like, if I think of who's who on the shock or whatever especially in recent memory, not including this year, you're kind of like, oh yeah, Sinatra's Doomfist is probably one of the more impactful and influential ones, which makes me wonder sure. what they're going to do for his MVP skin. That's yeah. That now that, now that you both mentioned that I'm like, well, wait, shouldn't this be his like MVP skin? Because it's it was that, like, yeah. didn't he leak that already? I have no idea. Yeah. I, yeah like horrible like directly after the season, he said it was going to be Zarya supposedly Overwatch League was also not smitten by him. Saying as much could be a bait, of course. Sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Now that now that you mention it, it does seem kind of weird that you wouldn't take something like a, a Brigitte or something like a Reinhardt that was played for the majority of the regular season mm. and apply that to. Maybe that's what they're doing with the MVP skin. I don't know that yeah, yeah, we've only had one to set switch. a precedent. So I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say right now the Sinatra skin is gonna have more tie into the shock than the shock skin. I'm gonna say it right now. Maybe, maybe. I you think they they'll go for a low hanging fruit and do like alien Zarya or some some stuff like that. I thought they were just gonna do like hype be Zarya. Mm. Whoever said yeah. Zarya doesn't have good skins needs to open the game and go look through again. She's Zarya got some is sick pretty skins. lacking. Are you kidding me? Eighty Zarya. Yeah. She's got so I, I will say this. Her like medium skins, like her legendaries, are sick. Eighty Zarya. Come on. So yeah, that's one of the better ones for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have the catalog in front of me, but I like I really like the Blizzard theme skins in general, just because you know the, I, I'm a Blizzard kid. The ro- the pink and white robot looking skin one is pretty sure cool. like that. Yeah, they're all they're all usually color schemes, and rather like the skin like identity or like the the aesthetic of it or like the design. More hours on Zarya than all of you combined, Chad. You shut your mouth. <laughs> well, they they have weightlifting Zarya and then goth Zarya or whatever. Yeah, Zarya. it's just like. Uh, yeah. A lot, a lot of duds, but again, I it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, the Zarya skins have been good. There's just not enough. The Doomfist skin, not so good. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. All right. We're we're moving on to the matches. So, uh, we do have a bunch of matches. We're not going to discuss every of the, every one of them, but we are going to give predictions on yeah. all of them. One of them we are going to discuss, though, is the Guangzhou Charge versus the Shanghai Dragons. We're finally going to see... I mean, is, are we going to finally see... Nobody knows. Chinese teams playing together at this, uh, at this point? Hopefully. But, I think so. Uh, I, think, I think we finally are. Mm-hmm. Um, and Odds Portal has the Shanghai Dragons uh, favored 65-35 here. Interesting. Understandable. You know, none mm-hmm. of these teams have played. Um, yeah. They're only probably going off of like a few weeks of last season, maybe the playoffs. And I understand why that's so close, but I don't think this will be close. Yeah. You think 65 is too close? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like you, I think I'd start at 70 30. Like I'd be surprised if okay. Shanghai lost. Yeah, I would put yeah, I would put like between I know it's it's negligible. It's like single digit numbers, but like that kind of gives you like a feel for like how this game should go. It's really hard to be like a pessimistic about two teams that you have about one of the two teams you haven't seen, right? Like yeah. as much as I'm like, yes, if I've seen both of these twice and they, mm. they performed as we expected them to. Totally. I'd be like, yeah, 75, 25, 70, 30 all day long. hundred percent. Being that this is the first time we've seen it. They're playing online. We've got hero pools in the mix now, too, and I don't even know how to analyze hero pools for this. Um, you know, like, Guangzhou could pull, pull something out, and I don't think win, but I think that it makes 65-35 much less of a reach. At least it's, I think it's a totally. very... I understand why it's there, yeah. right? Like, I get it, but I, I just would go a little bit more torching. I think you right about undoing that. Also... You bring up an interesting point, not going to super dive into this tangent, or I don't know if we want to, but I think we're seeing some some very interesting results of hero pools in contenders. We're seeing a lot of upsets. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the frequency of an upset right now in contenders kind of speaks to what hero pools is. And I don't know if everybody likes that. I don't know if that's a, a good thing. I don't know if that's a bad thing. That's just a thing that I've noticed will carry on. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There were definitely some up- upsets in Contenders. The thing is, currently upsets is like, come on, dude. Like these bands have been around for a while. Like, of course, here's here's the thing, right? And this is also has been a br- pretty big big discussion uh-huh. behind the scenes. It's like when you expect the matches of last week to to be played, mm-hmm. right? Then you sure. expect that you don't have to practice this particular hero pool, but you rather take a chance on. Anything but the last yeah. one, because sure. you're definitely not having these bands that week after if play happens last weekend. So, d- 
do you randomize bands for this week? Like, just from... And there's arguments on both sides, I think. 100%. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation just from a... It's just... The thing is, you solve this by the league getting ahead of the the curve of these concerns and just saying okay we are doing this in the case this happens yes so and in giving... the case last week doesn't happen we do x yep. the bands will stay or the bands will be randomized or or i don't i don't hate that as much um even if that isn't the case but make a precedent so that now going forward this is the rule and create a rule for these teams to follow because from what you're telling me, it doesn't sound like that's that was communicated properly to these teams because they were probably no, scrimming wasn't. and and trying out different hero bands and just randomizing their own bands and then playing according to those. So I, I if it wasn't already established and a precedent wasn't already set, I think it needs to be set now. And then going forward, we figure this out um, again. I agree. The league is is under a lot of stress right now. I get it. I feel for them. but. This doesn't mean that it's an excuse to to make these lackadaisical changes or, or, you know, create these loopholes that have happened in the past that nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows what's going on. And that extends to Overwatch as a whole rather than just the league. It's contenders. It's what are we playing? I don't know what hero pools we're playing. Are we playing with hero pools? Is it the same as the league? Is it not the same as the league? You're telling me one thing and then doing something that. No, nobody really knows. Um, so again, it's all about communication. It's it's been that from the start. Um, and yeah, just need to communicate. But uh, does Guangzhou communicate a win against Shanghai? Though I don't see that happening. No, and I'm not up to date on my scrim bucks. To be fair, do you so have just to be? Yeah, just a brief recap. I think in the preseason, Seoul was top dog on the May meta. Sure, um, and then. Like Shanghai was second, tied with Guangzhou, and then um, now that Hero Pools is in motion, at least for a couple of weeks, I just heard like Shanghai's top dog, and um, yeah, that probably puts them firmly as a favorite at the moment. But I think this will be a great match, nonetheless. Yeah, it'll um, be interesting. Like I'll be interested to watch it just because I haven't now, seen these teams and set up storylines stuff like that. Yeah, now there is inherently because we had so few matches between uh, Asian teams um, and so few Asian teams in the Asian location sure. that scrim opportunities, of course, are very limited. Mm. Like you have four Overwatch League teams that you can feasibly scrim uh, on your ping, correct? Yep. Now you're also playing them multiple times, up to five times. Yeah. So are you really going to scrim against scrim. them? Probably not. Probably so, not, yeah. actually, in a hyperbolic time chamber of events, Pac and uh, Contenders Korea are just scrimming a, a whole Not lot so. of these teams. And one might think this will hurt them over the competitive uh, field in the Overwatch League, in terms of North America. Nah, dude. Contenders Korea is solid again. And Contenders Korea is once again, like, average. The top teams in, uh, in Korea, once again, feel average overwatch league level sure so um i think while you ha one might have an argument why the asian teams fell behind i think that didn't happen i think um like for instance shock against shanghai would be a, a very competitive match at the moment shock shanghai yeah i could see that like i i'm like going back to like last week's show like obviously i'm not i'm not doubting the shock 
but very akin to sideshow there are some some mustard seeds of doubt that i have i have some some questions i would like to see answered and that'll come with time um and it's just we haven't seen them play so i i'm just mm-hmm. sitting mulling about this and like i don't know like i'm hearing really good things about some of these other teams not like i did about shock last season last season it was just shocks pounding everybody just cleaning house and then you know some things would happen and then they would drop some games i'm just like okay that's a little weird have they solved that for this season? I don't know. Again, it's very hard to stay hungry at the top. Yep. Part of that comes with the territory, right? Is 100%. They're, you know, they're the top now. And, and unless they're absolutely decimating everybody, if you're taking a map or you're taking even yeah. enough fights to not convincingly Just get crushed. use a map, you're communicating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like shock might not actually be that good. They're winnable. They're beatable. Even if they're consistently winning, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not it's not that's where i'm at for that information to start circulating yep and i think that is some of this like the the information that i've kind of heard is just kind of like they're good they're good man but like they're not giants on the shoulder of giants above everybody else yeah right and i don't know if that's because of the team or if that's just the ecosystem at the moment is that hero pools are they like slow to adapt to it i don't know and no idea. And it's scrims and it's hero pools. Sure. Now we're going online 100%. and there's just all, I mean, you, you throw four or five different variables at it. And at this point, I'm just like, if you're trying to attribute like a, a single thing to the madness, I think that you're completely missing the point about you know, yeah. kind of the current yeah. state of Overwatch. League. You'd be pushing, like you have to be pushing a narrative if like, Oh, I hate hero pools. So it's hero pools that are making shock bad or it's, Oh, it's the coaching. No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's a lot of different things all happening at once. Um, and we don't even know if that's true. That's so, just the feeling we're getting. Right. So, so just really quick between Guangzhou and Shanghai, is there yes. a certain player, Joe, that you think if, if Guangzhou were going to pop out a win here or have a very convincing loss here, yeah. like which, which players are you looking for and watching this week? It's so difficult because we don't know like exactly what the meta is, but from just what I've seen of contenders and like hear people talking about, um, I, I'd probably look at maybe happy, a little bit of shoe, come on, somewhere in there. Nothing, nothing. Krong obviously is is good. I, I just don't say, know nothing about Krong. Like you don't think that he can? <sighs> I don't know because I don't know exactly. Or like everyone in that match. I I I was just taking charge. I know I know where you're headed now, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, you I already agree. know, boy. You already know. Uh-oh. But but that's the thing. I don't think anybody else. Well, it's it's started to to circulate a little bit more, but I I really don't think people are ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um. In terms of charge, I think I'm I'm looking forward to with that backline. Uh, how that sure. harmonizes. Um, how. If Neptuno finds another season where he's one of the top performers on his role, uh, I'm looking forward to um, maybe seeing Nero in play. It's showed himself pretty flexible in the preseason. Yeah, and, I think it's, uh, it's the first hero pulls. Yeah, like he just seemed to be uh, like always around. Um, yeah, and then just like look what it's happening, uh, what is happening in general with that team. A Krong, yeah. of course, a name that. Um, Many people would be excited about, but yeah, happy. Really, <laughs> hot, but 2.0. A hot but two point Hot but two point Yeah, I don't. 
<laughs> I don't think it'll be a widow meta, but I think I'd like to see some exploration into what his hero pool does look like because we only know him to be like the widow guy. Um, I'd like to see if he does have a McCree because at least I, I vaguely remember seeing that in some of the contenders matches recently that if I remember correctly are playing on this hero pool. But there again, we've seen separation between Overwatch League and uh, in contenders before. So wouldn't surprise me if that's not even remotely close to the meta. Hmm. Um, Guangzhou has a couple pieces. I don't think they will be a bad team, but against Shanghai, as long as um you know all of the rumors all of the feelings are true this looks like a you know a, a title contender for this season if all things continue yeah Sh- expectations are through the roof for shanghai i think and yeah. people are really excited for shanghai to be not just like serviceable but really good I mean, you gotta hand it to the aura they've I made a turnaround here. like you go, god bless you go from oh and 40 i can't remember was it like oh and 42 oh and 42 yeah, 0 and 42 before your first. And then they win. had they had to get they had to get a gimme. They got a gimme. I'm literally doing content about this as we speak. Boston, they, they beat Boston, right? What did Boston have to do in 2019? They got rid of Gomsu like a week before their debut. Fusions couldn't play. Dude. And then Shanghai signs a KDP core with DM and all of these these yeah. good players, right? They got a gimme, and that was their first win. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. It took you that yeah, long. Yeah. And yeah, and and now and, and we can praise them finally for this. They've they've had a rebirth. They've broken through, right? And and now they're a title contender. They won stage three last last season. And now they're situated, at least, you know, with early projections, to be a title contender with the shock. Like that's insane to me. You go from being the worst sports team in history to being arguably one of the best. Yeah, that just uh, shows the malleability in Overwatch's system, though. From yeah. player contracts to like investment ramp up to uh, just wild changes in in leadership and whatnot, to also susceptibility to <laughs> actual yes. fraudsters so and uh, cronyists. Gonna, so. We're actually going to yeah. ta- talk about this because somebody in in chat is like, I don't know, they have something wrong in their brain for a moment they're like they're okay. not the same this isn't the same team that went oh and 40 therefore yeah we're not we're talking about the team like, though it's not about that do you know what it takes to turn a organization that goes yeah. oh and 40 to be all of a yeah, sudden that's the, that's the point if you can't understand that nuance yeah it's not about the team it's not about the players it's it's having the selective eye it's about Fortnite? situating yourself and strategizing to re- to rebuild resources. from an oh and 40 like yeah. that's insane. Like hopefully you know. From my understanding, and maybe I'm maybe I'm the dunce here. These are the same people who built, not the exact same people. I'll I'll, I'll give them that. But a lot of these people are still the same people in charge of the O and Forty team. Like it's not the head coach, but a lot of the brass of the Shanghai Dragons are still there. They're the one who strategized the O and Forty season, and now they're title contenders. That's that's what's surprising to me. That's something that I don't think you're going to see. I don't think you're going to see a Boston Uprising do that. I don't think you're going to see yeah. a Florida Mayhem do that anytime soon. I mean, Houston, for, arguably, for, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see, but it's not that Houston's crazy. Case, it would make more sense, right? Because they had sure. a complete le- leadership, including ownership change, right? Like mm-hmm. they've new, almost completely new coaching stuff, probably soon a new GM. Everything yep. like this is okay. That makes more sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 
then then i could then you could say this isn't the same this isn't even the same organization this is a new franchise at this point that's just the name if you change the name then everything goes away kind of ship of easy style um but yeah shanghai dragons from my understanding they've gone from 0 and 40 some of the same people some of the same you know decision makers in place and now they're a title contender that's that's insane growth and that needs to be applauded yeah yeah do what do I yeah. think that you should still like poop on the Owen 40 season? 100 percent Like sure. that's unacceptable. It was awful. You it's can't still... have you that can't happen. I still stand by what I said. If you if you literally don't win a game, you should pay a fine. If you are that incompetent that you cannot win, you pay a fine. I think it should be extended past that, but you know, we'll start there. Um I, I, yeah, you should you should just, love, you should you should hate on that. I love the commitment to punishing mediocrity rather than rewarding good teams. Then, but that's what I'm saying. Like you could do take both. that money and put it somewhere else. Like you could give it to the top teams. You could give it to contenders. You could do a lot of like it's it's decentivizing like just not caring. And yeah. and and I don't think Shanghai didn't care. They just had like the the worst. I don't know, like Crutchman, yeah everything was just wrong about it. Like that the players that they picked up were very bizarre. Yeah. The players that they injected were kind of unproven in a way. And then you, you went 0 and 42, 0 and yeah. 40 in one season. Well, I remember like, what was it? It was, didn't, wasn't one of the rumors at the time. And I can't even remember how legitimate this was, but the, the head coach or GM yeah. picked players based off of them boosting them on the ladder. Oh, I didn't hear anything about that. What was that? Or what was what was it? Was it? It was something weird like that. I know that there was, was like a bunch of yeah, a lot of cronyism, right? Like yeah, there's a lot of getting the the boys in. Yeah. And, uh, okay. If yeah, yeah they were definitely that, weird. Don't even comment about that because I have to. I have to look it back up. It yeah. could be could be unsubstantiated. Uh, yeah, but man, I might have dreamed it, sleepwalked it. Who knows. All right, that that was match number one. Believe That's Guangzhou, right. Shanghai. Uh, but we yeah. need to talk about one boy. Yeah, we do. We do need to give him a nod. Right. We do need come to on. give him a nod. Come, right. come on, give me Let's the Shanghai Dragons it. page. Give me the Shanghai Shanghai Dragons page. All right, Shanghai Dragons page coming uh, right up. And I love chat, like trying to guess who it was too. Everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, Jimmy, yeah, he's sick." Oh, Fleta, wow, deadlift. No, it's a player you've never yeah, heard of. He's a rookie, yeah. and he's going to apparently blow your socks off. <laughs> so there are a few teams where you hear this regularly. From, like Sometimes, of course, like a player has a six scrim block, just blows mm. everyone's hats off, and it's just like this one team tells you, oh, my God, this guy's a god. But like to have like three or four teams just come to you and go like, yo, this kid is real, dude. Like. So, what is interesting about this is completely not on my radar from from his compa- uh, contenders' uh, performances. Um, apparently, nuts, widow. Um, and we'll get to that other player that is equally hyped uh, in the Asian region um, uh, when we talk about Seoul. Ah. But um, yeah, Lib apparently is nuts, and we we know like that. DM, for instance, is a very good widow, right? 100%. In the preseason, he didn't play much overlap. Um, like, just like un- insane stuff. Just like put him on a, ch- on, a, on a flank and he'll just like get the mercy pocket every time. Um, 
like in positions where it doesn't even make sense. Um, like ridiculous, um, ridiculous uh, breadth also of skills. Mm. I'm I'm really interested in seeing this guy if this actually translates at all into real matches. And now keep in mind, this is all online. He can still munch on those uh, mama's uh, sandwiches if he'd like to. But and doesn't have the the pressure of the actual stage where yeah. that could be one obstacle for for a player like that that pops off in scrims but doesn't in real matches. Yeah, but no. we'll see. We we'll see how it translates. You are ready. I can you know my my Reddit my inner redditor you know is yelling this tiny homunculus that lives inside my head <laughs> is yelling at me and what it's telling me is that I will see a headline by the end of this year talking about how a lot of these you know outstanding players are all just online players and they they won't show up at land Ooh, yeah, yeah like yeah. i i really it's hard to disprove that because they could be right right they're that's one of those arguments that's not even wrong mm. it's just like we have, you have nothing to prove that that's the case but you're also like not wrong because we haven't yeah. seen anything other than the opposite right yeah. so I hope that's not the case. And I hope that lip can perform. And I hope that even just online performance doesn't give him jitters. Um, he's played in contenders. Obviously, I think he played for blossom. If I remember correctly, I have yeah, yeah, yeah. like a video open. Why don't I just look? It was true. Great. Um, yeah. We're hearing beautiful things from lip. Um, here's a, here's a postulation. Here's a hypothetical for you guys. Um, is this the new Genic? Or the new flower? I mean, not, not exactly, maybe, in the, maybe but good. definitely like coming out of nowhere. Right. Like it's probably more like a striker, maybe. Okay. Um, in in terms of like striker, still played competitively beforehand. Um, sure. And then just like exploded once being on a uh, a better team, right? Like, yeah. Becoming and dominating and imposing and ferocious and just like doing stuff that shouldn't be happening. But mm. we'll see how that translates. Maybe. Maybe they got away from that, are playing much more system. They they do have technically five DPS. Yes. So functionally four DPS. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got we <laughs> that's one down. Yeah. Fifteen yeah, yeah, yeah. to go. <laughs> Let's go. Match number two. I shouldn't yell so loud. I think Katie's at the conference call in the other room. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're so we are at welcome to match number two. <laughs> match number two. Welcome to uh, working from home with your husband. <laughs> it gets loud. Uh, match number two. So we all we all said Shanghai in that one. Yeah. Uh, match number two: the Hangzhou Spark versus the Chengdu Hunters. Oddsportal.net has them at fifty nine percent. Hangzhou. Ooh. Oh, okay. I was like, whew. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Not hearing good things about Chuck Dick, guys. <laughs> not a lot of good things. Not a lot. Not a lot of good things. Nothing. Nothing good. Mostly okay. bad. Okay. okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about something after the show. Um, now, Hangzhou, on the other hand, not the strongest team in the world. Haven't heard much from them. In particular, yeah. a lot of mediocrity. Does that kind of come into play here? You know, do I do I hand wave and say hero pools? Hmm. 
I think I think this is going to be closer than maybe what the scrim bucks are, are you know, what the tea leaves are telling us. But yeah, I think Spark probably wins this. I still want to see leave. I, 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 I want to see why this team is so bad. <laughs> I, I need to see something. Just why. That's, 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 that's like the, the carrot part, on the stick. Right? It's like, it's, yeah, I want to see not the result. It's the why. <laughs> it is it is the why i i yeah, want to see yeah. it's it's the horror movie it's like but what like what's going on like why why are all these people dying like holy it's it's entertaining because it's like horrific um so yeah i i want to see exactly what everybody's telling me um will that be against the spark i don't know to me that seems like a pretty close match on paper if i was to use if i was to eliminate the t from my mind and just go off of power rankings, I feel like this is a pretty convincing, not decisive, but convincing Chengdu victory. But maybe, maybe I've miscalculated. Maybe I, I haven't, you know, seen the light. Maybe leave isn't good. Um, I just need to figure out why that is. Can you imagine 92 year old God's be just dominating Leaf on every conceivable DPS? That would, <laughs> that would, that would, in one part of my heart, like be very, you know, make me very happy because God's be, I, I've followed him since he was playing in like Challengers Korea for Apex and playing like Farah for like Time Boy. Again, shout out to anybody who gets that reference. Um, and now he's playing just like specifically like Hitscan and Widow and like Sombra and it's bad, but he still kind of makes it work. He feels like Eska. He's like the new Eska. And to see him win, you know, it's it's very wholesome, right? So mm. that would be cool. And seeing Leave, you know, take two years off and then come in and be completely mediocre feels far for the course. Yeah. Chat question: Are people unironically high on Leave? Oh yeah. Yeah. Joe is always high on Leave. I tell you that. Like I'm high always on. Always has been. Always leave. will be. Also high on Leave. Um. Yeah. I I would say that I've I've been. It's been more of a read. Oh, come on. It's been more of a read rather than like an actual like um, like empirical evidence to support this. Um, all of the empirical evidence has happened like years ago at this point. But if if he even gets to like a, a an essence of what that was, I think he could do like big things. Um, and, and yeah, I, I it's it's nothing that I can prove with data. It's just a feeling. It's a gut. It's a gut intuition from what I've seen in the past. Now this scares me because if like random predictions for World Cup tells me anything, the most clueless person always wins that. So, uh oh, the gut feeling is like, ah, god damn it, losing to that feels extra bad. But didn't you losing? didn't you didn't you take uh, China? What was it twenty eighteen against Finland? Didn't you have them like you and Eden both like had them going pretty far? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because China wasn't bad at that time. Yeah. Chengdu on I the other hand. also took Miraculous Lungsus as in our pilots. You did. There's a story and... there. We'll get to that. Maybe 100 episodes. <laughs> Joe, so we need to, maybe we, we need to, because there's, there's, uh, chat is having an existential crisis on how you can be high on a player that we haven't seen in almost two years. Um, yeah, that's true. Like, it is nonsensical. This isn't, this isn't something that rationally you should pick. Like, it, the, the, the idea should not be to pick leave. But from what I've seen in the OWPS, what I saw at World Cup, what I've heard, this player at one time was, you know, world class. What I'm saying is if he can get to even just an essence of that return, uh, an essence of that form, I think he could be very good. 
Will he be the same leave? No. Should you believe that from what we've seen, which is nothing in two years? No. I think that. And that's just me. Rationally, you shouldn't think that. And to the uh, surprise of no one, Joseph (laughs) Volomel Franco was also very much convinced that Bigfoot exists. (laughs) (laughs) You were basically (laughs) explaining to me that Bigfoot exists. That's that's what you're telling me. You could take it that way, sure. I'd I'd like to say, usually, I'm pretty rational. Usually, I have arguments. This one... It's just, you know, uh, a small boy's hope that his his favorite player in 2017 maybe still okay. Maybe. If you're listening to podcasts to hear what you already know publicly about players, then just never was that high idea for chat. Just just record. Just record yourself talking to yourself. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, or do we just never talk about leave because we haven't seen him? No. People, people are, you're, you know, Joe, to your point, like people are responding favorably to leave right now. Yeah. And I think, I think there's reason to believe. I think nobody, a lot of people said the same thing about Jinmu, right? And even, even Jinmu surprised me. Like Jinmu was somebody who was, it was kind of a pocket player. It was hard to kind of gauge how good he was going to be when playing against some of the best teams and look where he situated himself, right? Very, very talented. Is it a little rough around the edges on hundred percent? But if you could somehow take that and give him like a a translator machine and put him on another team and just make him, you know, a, a culture fit, a language fit and just put him on teams, he would be an upgrade for a lot of teams. I think very gung ho has a has a very keen trigger finger, kind of like a uh, I wouldn't say Hoxall, but yeah, no, you know, what? I would say Hoxall, Hoxall, like 20, 2018, 2017, you know, does go in sometimes where you probably shouldn't. But maybe it's that 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 uh, aggression. It feels very lacking, but it kind of situates you well on where my headspace is at. Like he does have a good eye for engages. He knows when he should, but sometimes the, the fingers don't match up to what the brain's at. Um, and I think that's good. I was gonna be snarky to chat, so finish. Oh, um, I, I think that's where Leaf could be, but again, it, rationally, you shouldn't think that because we haven't seen him. And I agree, uh, it, it's a feeling, it's a gut, it's a read. We'll see. And chat, this is something where we're we're having a few lessons here during the show. I'm taking a few timeouts <laughs> to be like, you take something that somebody says. And this isn't the whole chat. This is just like yeah, three or four people. Life you take something that What's somebody John? says and you disagree with it and then you magnify it and then you magnify it again and then you flip out and then you just, you know, clarify and then you look like a dick. Yeah, so, color hex is better than leaf. So we got there. Uh, settle down. Thank you. Just, just settle down. <laughs> Come for <laughs> thanks. Thanks for coming to the TED Talk. Uh, yeah. So, Joe, you said Chengdu on this one. Uh, to clarify, again, doing a lot of backpedaling here. Um, I said Chengdu if I was to remove the T, like if I was to remove what I have heard through the grapevine from my brain, I I would just look at my power rankings and I would tell you Chengdu like sixty percent, right? But with the information that has been gleaned to me through you know channels and whatnot um i think this is going to be very close but i think guangzhou probably squeaks it out i think this is going to be messy i think this is going to be very fun 
I think there's going to be a lot of nonsense craziness if I had to guess. Um, but I don't think Kong Zhou is a particularly good team. I don't think Chung Du, from what I've been told, is a particularly good team. I think this is just it won't be toilet bully, but I think it'll be just like very messy. It'll be scrappy. It might be close, though. Yeah, you think it might be. I mean, we'll see. Okay. Yes. Good. Do you think Chung Du on this one? <laughs> no that's that's a that's a three one spark like uh like a 65 70 percent yeah uh, i can see that yeah unfortunately I have to go with Hangzhou as well sorry uh yeah. yeah all right next one and we're not going to spend a ton of time on this one i just want really quick predictions and if you think there's anything big to take away here but you've got Toronto Defiant versus the Boston Uprising, 71-29 in favor of Toronto here. I'd, per, uh, I'd probably put that closer. I, think um, so too. I don't think Boston's going to win, but maybe they can take a couple maps. Um, I am not particularly high on Toronto either, so. Uh, that said, I still think Toronto beats trust them. Back, I think. Both teams do. <laughs> yes. Both teams. Well, I, Boston didn't have a lot of trust to begin with. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, Toronto is just like, oh, yeah, it might be pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, no, there, no. there's the Toronto. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I see you. Yeah, uh, yeah same. Yeah, I, think, Toronto I think Toronto wins, but I could, I could see it like 60, 40. Yeah, same. I think it's close. Same, the same. Yeah. Uh, next one. I don't want to spend a ton, ton of time on this one. Um, who knows if even it's even going to happen, and I don't think it's yeah, really yeah. worth. But we are potentially seeing a rematch between. Uh, the London Spitfire and the Paris Eternal odds portal has it 67.33 in favor of Paris yeah. on this one. Uh, just for the record, that would have been a fun one. Uh, where do you where do you land on this one? I think Paris beats them again. I think Paris probably beats them. I don't think it's that decisive. Um, I I still stand by my sentiment that I think they kind of caught London looking. They really shut down Glister and they really didn't have an answer for that. I don't think that that happens the same way. Obviously, Hero Pools being introduced kind of throws a, a wrench into that. But I think Paris in general just has more cohesion, arguably better pieces in some in some uh, positions, arguably worse in others. But uh, yeah, I think Paris probably would have beat them. Yeah. On to the uh, Joe or Yiske, you said the same thing, right? Paris, Paris wins. Yeah, 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 that's a Paris. All right, on to Saturday part two. We're we're only halfway through Saturday at this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, NYXL versus Atlanta Rain. Um, we're a run, good one. We're running. Yeah, man, this should be great, huh? Sixty-six thirty-four in favor of NYXL. Oh, really? Uh, I don't bro. like that. I I'd flip it. No. Yeah, I've got Atlanta. I don't know if I'd flip it that far, but I would flip it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think 60-40 gives you a good idea of where our head is. Um, yeah, I don't like NYXL. Don't like anything. I, I haven't seen a good performance from them. I think they've looked very, very weak throughout all of their matches, and they've played some pretty bad teams. Um, this is not the same team. You could argue that the same stuff you know that I've heard over and over, like, oh, they always drop games. Okay, they're sandbagging then. Like, wh wh what does that tell me? What is what, 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 what am I understanding from what you're saying is that they're not trying, they're sandbagging, they're doing other things. Maybe they are. 
hard to say. I could see the who are you argument. We've obviously echoed that on the show. <laughs> I even even when they've transitioned away from that and, and tried to integrate other players like Libero into hero pools in the hero pool meta, that looked great. Atlanta, Atlanta, on the other hand, has a structure, has an idea of what they want to do. Feels like they have an early identity, which is fantastic. It feels, and this, this might be a reference that nobody else gets, it feels like a team like the Valiant, a team like Atlanta, these kind of teams, maybe Vancouver, granted we've only seen uh, one game from them, they feel like a civilization player who's like trying to get a religion early. And there's only so many identities you can pick from, there's only so many religions you can get, but you get, you get one and you get all the good perks. You get tithe, you get all the good, you get some production in your cities, you know, based on how much, you know, faith you, that they're producing. Um, and there's only a limited number of identities, like just like in Civ, there's only a limited number of religions. So it's, it feels like Atlanta's very early to the party in that sense. They're, they're, they've, they've got their shrine, they're producing faith, they've got their religion early. They've got their identity. I think that puts them way ahead of the pack. Yeah, they are uh, religious Torbism. Maybe right. I'll I'll hail the Torb. I do think yeah. so. If I remember correctly, we only seen Atlanta twice, right? Three times, two Three to times. one. Okay, yeah. never mind. Uh, so they're but they have played significantly less than YXL that we've seen six times. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So there, there is that. Uh, it was was it against um, Paris, right? That they they lost. Yeah, yeah. They got so there was there was that where I'm I'm just still like, I kind of raise an eyebrow at Atlanta, right? Like that's fair. It, how much of it is you know Paris being Paris, and we you know Paris really is that good? How much of it was Atlanta? You know, maybe isn't totally as prepared and up to snuff as we think. How much of it is sure. just you know the variable of you know a seventy five twenty five or whatever you want to call it or seventy thirty. I think we went into that week and, you know, flipping that, like some of that is just, there's so, uh, so much, so many variables in that. So totally. I'm a little bit like, I, but I mean, NYXL is the same way, right? Yeah. They're just like, although to be fair, uh, you know, NYXL, at least from like a win loss, you know, they're, they've got the highest win rate of any team in Overwatch League right now. Map win rate percentage 0.762. I mean, that's if that's at least consistent. Is that just to just to uh, clarify in the statistic? Is that just for this season? Yes, that's this season. Okay, um, that's this season. But yeah, we've, and we've also talked about like, yeah, as long as you don't play any of the uh, China Korea teams. And shop. if you're playing Atlantic teams, you know, yeah, you, exactly. you beat up on London, you beat up on Boston, you beat up on, you know, Houston, you lose to Philly. Okay. Philly's a good team. Yeah. You know, you beat up on Florida. Like, yeah, I would hope that your win percentage, your map win percentage was 76%. Um, right. I test wise, not the strongest, no, not the strongest. I agree. Not the NYXL. I, I expect not. Yeah. But I, I do think it is too early and there's just a little bit too much going on though to, to write them off for the season totally yeah right? i don't think you're gonna write them off entirely there's, there's people somebody said in the chat like how do people even call nyxl a good team i feel I like mean, that's, that's a, little, a bit, little bit that's a, that's a little bit one way yeah they're not I mean, average. They're good right they're averagely yeah. good 
I'd say slightly above average. Like I give them like a B, like a solid B team. Like they're going to make playoffs they're probably a, through play-ins. Yeah, yeah, they're a playoff contender. Sure. Like they're 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 uh, you know a high play-in team, low yeah. playoff team. Doesn't make them bad. <laughs> like if, no, if that's, no, no. If that's what we call bad, then come on. There's uh, a lot of horrible teams then. Yeah, and so like. They're good. To be fair, they haven't played the most competitive teams, and the most yep. competitive teams they have played haven't been their best. No. But it was only one match for the season. And I think it was, wasn't it Philly's first match of the season? Uh, clarify real quick. Uh, Philly versus NYXL. Um, Philly's first match? No. New York's first match? No. I'm not sure exactly where you were headed, though. Oh, Maybe like, I'm misunderstanding. Uh, Hey, this is the first time that NYXL has seen us, so good luck turning that up. That was wrong. Um, so, maybe, but it wasn't, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it was their third. Yeah, although the first two were against Justice and Mayhem, so who knows? Uh, yeah. Anyways, there's, you know, I still think that this should be Atlanta, right? So, yeah, I mean the the matches that NYXL played is just like. Okay, they beat everyone they should be beating. Yes. And also not decisively. No. And then uh, the, the only good team that they meet is the Philadelphia Fusion, and they... They had clapped. Slapped. Yeah. 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 I, this team, I don't think people... I, I, don't, I wouldn't swing hard one way and say that they're bad. I wouldn't swing one way and say that they should be beating a lot of these teams that, you know, on paper look to be even with them, if not a little bit better. Yeah. It's, it's a very weird time for NYXL. I don't think that they're particularly great, but I think they're fine. I think they're good. Um, they're serviceable, you know. I don't know exactly why that is. It's tough to even figure out why anything exists because of hero pools, but... Um, <laughs> Ultimate nihilism. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough. It's tough. I New York is not going through a good time, and I think Atlanta, from what I've seen, granted again, small sample size, points me in a good direction. New York, not a lot of you know, not a lot of tests, not a lot of you know, difficult teams being put in front of them. They've beat up on a lot of the lower lower bottom bottom of the pack. So it's they've, they've got, got a, nothing they've nothing got strong. A little bit to prove to go back up to elite status. Though I don't yeah. doubt that, like just on the player talent. And like organization yep. and ecosystem alone, that they can't be up there. Sure, uh, something's just not clicking. Yep. Mm. Uh, we gotta we gotta move a little bit faster. Yes. Uh, mayhem yes. versus justice, fifty four forty six in favor of justice. That's uh, another game that I'm just like not that interested in. Um, I think what was it? What was the percentage again? Fifty four forty six justice. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Neither team looks to be like on paper. Great. I think Florida has a boon because Lucio's banned. So hail Chris, he doesn't have to play it. But there again, I didn't like his break, at least early on. Um, I think it was against Toronto. Uh, Sanctum Sanctuary, mm -hmm. the big drum map on Busan. Um, didn't like him there. Uh, I, I just don't think he's very good just in general. So I don't think it's a Lucio thing. I just think he's just mechanically not there. Maybe he brings intangibles. Who knows? Maybe that's a question for Albert. Um, Washington, on the other hand, they, they've also picked a, a style and it's just Corey and let Corey do everything and give Corey all the resources. And if he doesn't do it, then I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 
neither team's particularly good. So it could be close. It could be scrappy. It's going to be messy. It'll probably be fun. Yeah, if this, I, if I, I can go either bet, way. I, if I had to bet, I would. I'm, I'm choosing Florida, but I think just more based off of I don't really have a lot of faith, faith in Justice. I don't have a faith, a lot of faith in either of these teams, but I have faith in Corey. Mm-hmm. Corey's really surprised me. Um, Fair. And I and I if I had to pick one, I I think I'd pick Justice. I don't like Justice. Don't like the team. Don't like this match. But if if somebody wins, it's Justice. Shot gladiator. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I I think uh, Florida simply because the uh, the bands sort of favor them simply because uh, we're not playing a Lucio Meta. Um, I think Corey definitely stands tall above the rest, but um, also I have this. Uh, maybe maybe they caught up. It's. I mean, part of it is also predicting who were the teams that gambled on the new meta and who were the teams that sure. just kept practicing the old one. Um, but yeah, generally, I think I'd give a slight edge to Florida here, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, Shock versus LA Gladiators. Okay, now we're getting, now, now you perk my ears up. Now we're getting to something that's, that looks a little interesting. 85 15 Shock. 8515. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> that's a that's not what I expected to hear. Yeah, no, um, that's that team's dumb. way too high. Five. <laughs> way too high. You've seen 15. this team play what twice? Yeah, no. Nah. Shock's uh, played yeah. twice. Glad's played. That was Boston once. instead of Gladiators. Okay. Shock played sense. once, I believe, against Nah, uh, dude. They played no, Shock played Dallas and Valiant, right? That's a good game. That's a good game. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm remembering. That's a 65. No, they did play once. You're right. You're right. Worst. You're right. You're right. I, I, never, I never doubt Eric's yeah. spreadsheet. That's where you go wrong. Never doubt Eric's spreadsheet. 65-35 for Shock, of course. But I, I think I'm a little bit more confident in Shock. I'd say 70-30. It's negligible, but again, yeah. gives you a, a better idea. Like of 67.5. <laughs> 22.5. Thirty-two. I'm yo. If if, I mean the way this is currently shaping up, right? Can they just transfer Rascal over to Gladiators, please? Thank you. Nobody will. Uh, like just do it for the arts, you know? Just like for the arts for the kids. Just just like Annie Miller. Just donate him for a good cause, <laughs> right? Just give him. Just give him to Gladiators. It's the Rascal reunion of Batring and Rascal. That would everyone would love that, and that would be some it would also help the the, uh, the gladiators. I think in oh, terms of flexibility immensely. and uh, veteran status uh, a lot. Uh, yeah. I think that would be amazing. I think I'd, also, I'd big increase that team's chances on on doing well this season. They get Rascal. Okay, I'm putting you on the spot. Tell us something about Jaru. Jaru sucks. <laughs> not a big fan. Did not like what I saw. <laughs> Did not like what I saw. Oof. I think he, I think I think this is it's another person that was Reddit. Last that's fine. About you. That's Reddit though. Um, Yiska's definition of like over the hump feels like it fits Jaru. Yeah. The the thing is. Good player I, once upon a time. At least, you know, Envision looked like, okay. You know, looks like somebody that could have been in Owl Season 1. I don't know if the age restrictions hurt him at all, but 
right now doesn't stack up nicely. <laughs> One of the Overwatch League coaches told me that the performance that Jaru had, I, I don't remember what the match was, uh, was one of the worst performances in Overwatch League history. It was not May. good. No. <laughs> and nobody was, was talking good. about it. No. Like, just how awful it was. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Like, his wall placement, I went back. Oh, this kid yeah. just hip fires that shit. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's and and I think he's he's definitely a person, at least in the past, that I've heard that does suffer from some, you know, ang anxious feelings. You know, maybe the stage fright got to him. And that's perfectly fine. But I need to see something else that sways me in another direction because that was not good. That that showed me that Mirror probably should be playing every game. And if Rascal comes in, you think Jaru's going to see any playtime over Rascal? Now, I've not been the biggest Rascal supporter. Again, somebody who I think needs to maybe change roles. Somebody within mm. the next maybe three years probably retires. Ha has yeah. had a long career. This kid's been playing since, what, 2016, 2017? Yeah. Probably 2016, right? APAC. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer he can do it. I don't know how much longer some of these rookies like Lip are going to come out and just like dominate. But he does bring a skill set that a lot of teams could could pull from. Is what? flexible, sir. What? Okay, one 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 question, Chad. Why are you talking about the guaranteed bench warmer? Rascal's because a bench he warmer? did no Jaru, I think. Oh, is because is he played a whole bunch. Because he played a whole bunch. Yeah. What? <laughs> he was warming. What do you mean guaranteed Shit, bench warmer, dude? He was playing. He was me ice cold like that was rough yeah. like yeah i don't i i don't think that that was the best call um there again they played gladiators or gladiators played titans it's a tough match right maybe maybe you went into that oh not expecting to lose but maybe you're trying you know well, some some new players but i'm not going to refer to it but someone is very wrong in chat right now i'm not going to ref t say Call who it is but this is Call very very wrong <laughs> and they can't lesson. know that they're wrong but they're very very wrong <laughs> let's just teach them a lesson stir right in now. the pot let's do it uh yeah okay so yeah. okay no but 65 35 shock i think nobody can really make an argument that yeah. this shouldn't be shock no um and next match yep, yep. Okay. Uh, Soul Dynasty versus uh, <laughs> Dallas Fuel. Joe, one, two, three, go. Soul. Uh, Yiska. Uh, Soul. I'm going to go with Fuel, and then we'll go on to the next one. Um, Decay is just too good. Wait, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I am kidding. I am kidding. I am not going with the Fuel. You can put on... For four DKs, you almost gave me whiplash, one. sir. Settle down, chat. I don't have health insurance. Settle down. Oh my god, chat just exploded. It's just, just no, it's it's shot. <laughs> I live in the Bay Area, you guys. Come on. Even if it was close, I would still yeah. take shock. Uh, yeah. on to the next one: Shanghai Dragons versus the uh, Chengdu Hunters. Sixty-eight thirty-two, Shanghai. Probably should be a lot more. Oh, but we'll a see. A lot more, but I, I would say I'd be fine with more. That's definitely yeah. on a low end, but yeah. it's, well. it's wide enough to feel pretty guaranteed, I think, at that point. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, you Yiska, know exactly where this should go. Yiska, you feel good? <laughs> yeah. Chengdu getting... I was kind of worried there. The first, the first word out of your mouth when he asked for a prediction was Chengdu. I'm like... 
getting the clappings. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I uh, also surprised high. myself with saying Chengdu somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, disconnect between my mouth and my brain right there. Shanghai for me too. We got Guangzhou yep. versus Hangzhou. Uh, apparently, Odds Portal thinks that the names are similar enough that the odds are similar to 54-46 Hangzhou. No, I think this is a charge one, like 65-35. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they sound yeah. so similar. Yeah. I guess. Uh, whatever. That one should be close. I, I wanted to go into depth on that one more, but we're just kind of running out of time a little bit. Uh, sure. NYXL versus Boston. 87-13. I mean, there's another rematch. Close. This should not be close. Yep. No, it's also... The thing is, yes, NYXL is not great, but Boston is actually really, Boston's really bad. Boston's trash. NYXL they, like, will beat the teams they need to beat every day. Yes. 100%. And this is a team they beat 100% of the time every day out of 100 Everyone games. Beats. Yeah. 95 <laughs> of them. Except for Houston, apparently. Uh, yeah, that's that one thing. And, and I, 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 it, it irks me and it ruins like the storyline that they could like repeat Shanghai Dragons because God, I don't, I don't see a world where they beat anybody. Who do they beat? Chengdu? Florida? I mean... I'd, I'd give them the DPS matchup against Chengdu. <laughs> of course you would. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see a, I don't see a victory for them in the coming future ever. And that's, that's why I said what I said last show. Mm. Tune in, go watch the VOD. Um, or was that even on the VOD? That might have been post-show. Well, that's why you got to show up to the post-show. No, guys. no, it was, it was in, the, in the show. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Make sure I get that content out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a New York one. Yep. Dark one. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Glad we spent so much time on that. Uh, London versus Toronto. 65% London. London, but I mean, we can pretty much from what Fefe said, infer that this is not happening, right? Yep. So Yeah, this, this should be a London victory if it was played. Sunday part two. Uh, Atlanta versus Mayhem. Atlanta 76. Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. About that percentage as well. Yeah. Um, Good job, Odds Bottle. Mm. Next yeah. one is uh, Shock versus Valiant 8317 Shock. How much? 83? 83 ah, that's Shock. That's so high, bro. That feels Ooh. a little high. <sighs> that's rough. Um, Yo, they, 70, they 30? Yeah, I was going to say 70-30. If you yeah. want to be really belligerent about it, you can go 75-25. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pushing it, but yeah, I would say somewhere in the seventies. If you're I falling agree, behind yeah, in your pickums, you could probably get ninety-nine one, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> become the chad you need to be. Thirty percent is about as low as I give. Yeah, uh, uh, valiant against anyone. Yeah, yeah, right. Like they they will always be that thirty yeah. percent. Again, at least a team that has an identity. Yep, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah. Vancouver versus Dallas, 82, uh, Vancouver. This one's weird. I, my gut tells me Vancouver, right? My brain tells me Vancouver, but I, then I also look at, you know, gladiators, they're matching against gladiators. And I'm like, that was weirdly close. Do we, do we think that they play this no. week? If they're going I don't think to they play. Seoul? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. If they're traveling, they're probably not playing. If you yeah, have ping advantage. Can they still then be Vancouver? Maybe. I don't think they will play in that case. Yeah. But 
you would like from a competitive standpoint you definitely just want to play on a coast server like uh in that case would it would be west coast right like just like play on the west coast server and then let uh Vancouver deal with the fall of of the ping that's play an east coast server cuz in Dallas it's the same and then yeah you it's worse extra for him. 130 million yeah. Yeah, if you're really yeah. trying to get that up, uh, you're really trying to make that content. It sounds yeah. like yeah, a Hasbro brain move right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's that that's a tough match to call. It sounds like it's not even gonna happen, but um yeah. I think this might be closer if it was, you know, if if situation wasn't, you know, pandemic crisis. I think this might be a little closer than people expect. I think Dallas probably could like take a map or two. So like mm-hmm. you're thinking 70 30 65 35? Um I yeah, I'd say 65 35. And that is that is a bit of a a a breed that that is you know not necessarily rational, but there again, we haven't seen a lot of these teams. Hero pools is is messy. Um, I think that's a little bold. 65 35 feels a little close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I understand why why you're saying mm-hmm. that. Uh yeah. Last yeah. one. Last one. Last one. LA Gladiators Soul Dynasty. Ooh. I've got Soul. Yeah. Same, same. but how by how much, Joe? 65? I don't have yeah, that. I don't hate I that. Have, like I a close 340. I don't yeah, hate that. I think that's fair too. But that's a bang to uh, finish the weekend, I think. I yeah, think it's a great a match. Very good match. Fantastic yeah. match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm excited this- to see see that the, that game being played we haven't seen either we haven't seen soul and we haven't seen a whole lot of gladiator so either way i'm i'm amped to see it i think gladiators versus shock might cause me to flip those numbers if gladiators play really well against shock totally yep it's very con- conditional on how we think they're being played and, and specifically in that vacuum but if yeah if gladiators comes out and looks good against shock then they could probably upset Soul. Gladiators are another one of those eyebrow teams where you're just kind of like watching, like how good are yep. they going to be? How bad are they going to be? Like, yep. I just, I just don't know yet. I don't ever read on them. Yep, and um, it's tough too. We we haven't seen them play all that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be here. fair, like for, apparently, and I don't speak French, but uh, from from like Reddit comments who've translated it. Uh, so one comment is like, the, uh, no, there will be approximately 10 matches instead of 16, according to Fefe. Um, wow. That would be a lot of cancellations. That would also exceed the amount of three cancellations that we would see due to yeah. London and um, Vancouver missing out. So that's an interesting story. I don't know how that comes about. Maybe they just realized the unfeasibility of <laughs> broadcasting. I mean, 16 matches. Okay, fine. Like, you think they're just handing out year, waivers? But not over two days, dude. <laughs> like, Who's trying to go home? Who's trying to get a pay cut? Because we can't have y'all yo, here. Y'all, somebody's got to leave. Someone just, like, save Zoe. Just For just real, like talk, like, talk about somebody who's, like, she's too got a long weekend. Get a, a stunt double or something. Jesus magic. Christ. Eight a day. And she's, like, the only person that can host, unless nah, you're rotating in a caster. It's unreal. That that should be against the law. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is in some states. I wonder if it is in California. California has really like tight labor laws. And she's not Mm. a contractor, so it's like not different. Like she's a blizzard employee. Sure. And but there again, like we're assuming that she like hosts all the games and that might not even be the case, right? 
It's yeah, it's definitely one of those Ooh. things that people oh, got yes. <laughs> really, sad, really, but she will. yeah, really passionate about really quickly without like having a whole lot of information. Um, regardless, yeah. thanks for hanging out, chat. This is a fun one. If you like the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch and uh, support us there. Otherwise, you can support us right here. Get some cool tactical crouch emotes, twitch.tv slash kick tripod, hit that sub button. We appreciate it. Other than that, yes. um, follow us on Twitter at tactical underscore crouch. And you can follow me on Twitter at kick tripod and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash kick tripod and on YouTube at youtube.com slash kick tripod. And that's where the shows are posted as well. Uh, Joe, shout outs for the week. Where can people find you? You can find me everywhere at Volamel. It's V-O-L-A-M-E-L. Uh, just posted a fun article kind of uh, charting the course of one of the forefathers of the Unlucky Club. Uh, and that's Mr. Otto. Um, him and Glister, I would say, are the two uh, the two uh, presidents, you know, co-founders of this uh, new initiative of just unlucky players that just somehow get shafted at every turn. Um, had a lot of fun with it. Hope- hopefully uh, that comes across in the writing. Um, that's on GG Recon. I'm going to be working on a new column coming out, uh, going over some of the the narrative shifting matches, some of the most important matches in Overwatch history, and how they they kind of uh, shape how we think about the game today. So uh, that's on the horizon um, in the coming future. So hopefully that does well. So go uh, go click the ads, as a, a friend of ours used to say. Um, and yeah, uh, probably we'll do uh, a video on the matches, not all 16, but some of the matches coming up on the YouTube um, to kind of uh, make up for some of the alternate Overwatch history that's been kind of glossed over with the nonsensory that uh, COVID has wrought. Um, and yeah, just uh, stay tuned. Content is uh, is a coming. Sweet. Yiska, how about you? Shoutouts for the week. Where can people find you? Um, as always, GG Recon. Uh, I'm actually going to have a feature tomorrow, uh, which should be I, it's a it's a fun concept inspired by a great speech that I found um, with really an interesting thinking tool. I think people can generally apply it. Just definitely gotta um, you know get a, a little bit more uh, depth into that piece, a bit a little bit more relatability. And then we'll see how that uh, fares. But I'm pretty uh, stoked about the uh, idea. We'll see how how well it is received because on the surface it looks pretty controversial, maybe. Hmm. All right, chat. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for hanging out. This was a fun one. It was uh, it was something else. <laughs> Who knows if we'll even see matches again. We we'll just keep previewing them, and they keep canceling them. But it's the way of life in the, the COVID way, world. It's the way she blows. Um, we are not going to do a post show. Uh, I got to take off. But um, sounds good. Thanks for hanging out, chat. Hope you had a good one. We'll see you next time. See you next. Uh, hoping probably, hopefully Monday. Hopefully we'll be back to two a weeks once we get more matches played. So uh, hopefully we'll see you back Monday. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you Wednesday for whatever we need to talk about then. Exactly. All right. See you guys.